It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie in the ooh-la-la studios talking about love and dating and yes. romance and relationships. Bonjour, Simon. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonsoir, Simon Marcel, our French relationship romance expert. I read a study the other day that said um, men with French accents are the Uh sexiest thing in the world. So thank you for that. Thank you for bringing that to the show. Thank you, Angie. But I'm not (laughs) sure I believe that stats since I'm still single. Oh, that will change. I don't know. You think so? Uh, That will change. Looking for true love. I promise you. Well, listen, speaking of looking for true love, I was going to ask you this question because I found this story about men who talk about the one thing that they refuse to compromise on in a relationship. So Mm -hmm. think about if you were to start dating a girl, Mm -hmm. something that you will not bend on, like I refuse to date you if you don't do this or if you don't have this or if you don't act this way or whatever it is. What mm-hmm. thing will you not compromise on in a relationship? I want to know your answer, Simon, mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of men gave their answers. And let's talk about but, that. Th- things you won't compromise on. And same okay. for you, Angie, not just for me. It should be for you, too. The list for me is very long. I don't know how long <laughs> our show is tonight, but that list was very, okay. very long. Uh, thank God I found my husband who meets, I don't know, most of the criteria, I guess. There's probably a couple of things that he could improve on, but that's not, that's neither we'll, here we'll nor there. there. I don't want to talk about there? it. Okay. okay no. <laughs> I want to talk about you. What will you not bend on going okay. into a relationship? Okay. When we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, yes, I want to know if you were to start dating somebody, what is the one thing that you are not going to compromise in on a relationship? Let me give you some examples because okay. a few really brave dudes on Reddit came together to discuss the things that they're not willing to compromise on in their relationships. Um, of course, somebody said lack of sex. Uh, no ooh-la-la, <laughs> no bad ooh-la-la long-term. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Um, don't make him choose between you and his friends. This man said, my friends, I have some of the best friends in the world, and if she told me that I wasn't allowed to see or talk to one of them or any of them, it would be an automatic deal-breaker. Um, mm-hmm. His hobbies, she better like gaming or else she's out, meaning she better like playing, I don't know, Madden, NFL on the uh, Xbox or whatever all day long. Simon, yes, um, I know that some things are probably really important to you. What is something that if you started dating a woman that you would just not bend on? Trust. Trust. So, trust and jealousy. Jealousy. Trust jealousy, Because yeah. the, the tree of love cannot uh, grow up on you know without trust it's the ingredients if you can't trust me if you constantly check in on me and it becomes this jealousy which i had to face in the past two times it destroys and so i start to love you and this constant where are you doing what are you doing where you are and all this either you trust me or you don't without the trust i won't grow a relationship anymore angie well jealousy was actually the biggest thing on this list simon that men really? said okay. that they wouldn't deal with i want to know though let's talk about jealousy for a second let's... what is it about jealousy that is hard for you to deal with. Think about when you've been in jealous relationships, what's suffocating about jealousy? It is suffocating, but why? And and while we do that, also I want to talk about the difference between being masked, the, the way men are jealous and the way women are jealous, because that's okay, two but different I want to know about of you. jealousy. Well, how first. do you feel jealousy? I yes. go first, yeah. Um, what does it mean to you? 
it means that jealousy is a form of hate. So if But what does that mean? What does that mean? Jealousy is a form of hate. You have to explain that. So it's a it's an excuse to hurt me. It's an excuse to control me. It's an excuse to reduce me to your child. And I am not your child. I'm your partner. Mm-hmm. So in the name of jealousy, people do really wrong things, Angie. Yeah, and, and I can understand it being right? treated like a child, being felt like you're a child. Do you ever think about when a woman is jealous with you? And I know it's happened to you before. Two does your mind, and... yeah, many times, does your mind ever go to the place of, well, what did she go through? What can I do? Or is it just something that's like, forget it. I don't even want to deal with it. So now, to be honest, I, I know those, those answers after the first or second date because I ask how it went with the past ex-boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And you figure out the way she talks about the guys before you, the way she's going to treat you. And so the mistake I made in the past is I remember with this French wonderful woman, but she had this terrible jealousy. And I was so infatuated by charm and all of this. When she told me at the beginning of the first day, oh, my God, you know, I hope you're not a cheater, this, that, and all the past boyfriends. I didn't pay attention to that. He mm-hmm. went to hunt me back and bite me in the derriere like nothing else. In your derriere? In the, it, it means in the backside. I know, and, I know. It's cute the way you say it. <laughs> so, I mean, what about you, Angie? We're talking about jealousy. You suffer from it, and have you also suffered from it by being the jealous one? I have been the jealous one. I've definitely learned from being the jealous one, and I, I've realized that that's more about me than it is about the person that I'm with. It's never about the person that you're with. It's always about something with you, an insecurity yeah. with you, some residual trauma that you went through in a last relationship or your life growing up. But Simon, listen, we have mm-hmm. people on the phone that want to talk as well sure. about uh, the things that they're not going to compromise in a relationship. I think we have some guys on the phone that want to add to what you've been saying, add their own thoughts as well. So let's Great. do that when we come back. Uh, call us up, 855-905-8255. What are you not going to bend on when you get into a relationship when we return on The Rendezvous? Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We've been talking about uh, this list I found on Reddit about mm-hmm. men who reveal the thing they're not going to compromise in a relationship. Simon, you said jealousy. That was yeah. a big one for all the men. Huge one. And now we're going to take some calls on this. 855-905-8255. Let's go to the lines in Tampa. They listen on Mix 100.7. It's Mason. Hey, Mason. How are you guys? Good, good, Mason. How are you? Good, good. So I'm listening to you, and I got something that just jumps out, and uh, I got to tell you. <laughs> Your deal breaker. What is it? What What will you well, not compromise on? Listen, you know, uh, Simon's got trust issues and jealousy or, or whatever it is, and that's always the main thing for me. Mm-hmm. And make sure my partner has some hobbies. Like get yes. out of the house every once in a while. So this is basically, this was another one of the things on the list that the men are not going to compromise in a relationship if the woman doesn't really have a life of their own. I think that's what you're saying, right, Mason? Like she has to yeah, have. I really, need to, um, I, I really need my partner to be doing her own thing. It can't just be all about me and her. And, that, and that's fantastic. But there's got to be some time where she's doing her own thing and work on, on her whatever she needs to work on with friends or whatever it is, but she's really got, she can't be in the house all the time. She's got to experiment, have fun, go out and do things. I don't care what it is, but just like you just said, do something. have your own life, do your own right. thing. Right. Mason, I think you touched mm-hmm. on something really interesting, Simon. I want to talk about yeah. this because when we come back, there was a time where 
you know, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I felt right. like I had nothing to talk about every day, and I was just mm-hmm. totally living through my baby's daddy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I, it made me feel a certain type of way, and I think I get what Mason is saying here. So, Mason, thank you so much for contributing that thought. Yeah, good point. Good point, and Mason. I, Thanks, I agree on both sides. I think the guy has to have a life, too. You can't get so wrapped up in each other that we have to entertain one or the other person, we have to both be bringing something to the table. So, Mm -hmm. Simon, when we come back, let's talk more about things that you won't compromise on on Mm -hmm. The Rendezvous when we return. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about things you don't want to compromise on in a relationship. So, Simon, we have Mason on the line. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about things that you're not going to compromise on In a relationship, Simon, we just had Mason on the phone from Tampa who was saying, listen, I need you to have a life of your own. I can't sit Mm -hmm. and entertain you all day. And I get what he was saying. Have you ever dated, Simon, somebody that just sort of lived through you? Because that's a lot of pressure to um, constantly keep the relationship interesting and exciting. Well, and and we got to be fair. It's exactly the situation you were in. I I dated wonderful uh, women. Sometimes they were divorced and watching the kids and were very busy with the kids. But at the end of the day, just like you expressed for yourself when you were raising Hannah when she was very yeah. little, not working, what happened is that when you come back home, when you get together, the person who's been with very little children feels like she wants to participate in the adult life. And she can't really contribute that much because you know she thinks in her mind what she has to say is not interesting. I yeah. don't agree with that. I think hearing about how the children have a day and all this is interesting. So yes, I have. It's not a deal breaker for me. Right. It's not. For me, I just felt like I didn't have anything to contribute because I was so starved for adult conversation by yeah. the end of the day, just being at home with a child all day. And, you know, at that time, the person that I was with had so many things to talk about with work and their life, and I was never leaving the house. And that's just for me. But it doesn't even have to be a job. It just to do something where you have a hobby, you have an interest, maybe you're volunteering, just anything that is different that you can you know, teach somebody about uh, the conversations more interesting. I feel like that's really helpful in relationships. Just uh, in terms of bringing something to the table, you can even talk about, you know? Totally, totally. I think it's key. But for me, not a deal breaker because we right. all have things to say. And also the silence can be comfortable. Yep. Um, there is comfortable right? silence. That's true. That's true. So that comes with time, though. This. That it does come with time. time. Yep, I agree with you, Simon. So listen, we have a lot of people that have been sending in emails for Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonjour. Yes, at simonandangie.com. Let's go to one of those emails when we return on The Rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. So listen, speaking of bonjour, we are Mm -hmm. going to do a Bonjour, Simon Marcel email. Mm-hmm. Lots of people hear that French accent. They hear your amazing advice and they say, oh, my gosh, this is my best French friend. I need advice from him. I must email the show at simonandangie.com and, and ask. And, so- and, and they know you're here keeping it real. So if I go sometimes too romantic, Angie will make sure to make well, it, keep it real. Is, uh, this is all about is. you. This one's all about you because well, it's all about Simon. I mean, I might say I'm, something, but... But yeah, we're going to you go with your advice. Real. Okay. 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 So this one comes to us from Becky from Clearwater, Florida. Uh, mm-hmm. She says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, I'm- Becky. 
Welcome to Rebecca. I'm having trouble finding out how to interpret something that just occurred with my boyfriend. I've been thinking lately about cutting my hair really short. Being that I'm in school to become a cosmetologist, I feel like I should at least try everything once so I can inform the best way possible. She does makeup. She does hair, Mm -hmm. uh, body. So when I told my boyfriend I was going to cut it really short, he told me not to. Said he couldn't see me with short hair. I'd be ruining my hard work. Also said I was beautiful. I don't need to cut my hair. Mm-hmm. I asked if, because my hair was shorter, he would not think I was still beautiful, to which he said no. However, when I asked if he would love me any less because I had less hair, he said, I don't know, maybe. I went to blow up on him, explaining mm-hmm. that this wasn't an impulse thing, uh, like he was suspecting. Um, then he said he supported my decision after the blow up. I'm just bothered by this exchange. Is hair that important to a guy? I know how hair affects the looks of everything else. I'm learning about that. Please help. Signed, hopefully, Becky M. P.S. I love the show. So what do you think? Um, I don't know. Do do guys place that much emphasis on hair? I'll tell you what I think, but you go ahead, Simon. This is a bonjour, Simon. But you go first because ladies first. No, this is about you. I want you to go first okay. on this answer. You know, I, okay. I only have perspective because I had very, very long hair, and I had a Britney Spears moment, and I shaved my head, basically. And then now I have extensions. And I want to know what Jason said. Jason is the one that wanted me to cut my hair short, but he's very, 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 very rare. I don't think a lot of men like super short hair on women. But what do you think, Simon? Okay. Do you like short hair on women? I do. I like all you the do. hairs. Yeah, short, long, I like needs. all the hairs. Well. Yes. <laughs> Angie, you always get me, Angie. Talk, 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 talk about <laughs> you got it. me again. I think it's very shallow for a guy to say, don't cut your hair short or make such a scene to be. It's very shallow. It upsets me. I don't think the relationship should be based on hair, hair color, hair size, short hair, long hair. To be honest, it's so secondary to the matter of the heart. The only color or the only thing that matters is what's inside of you. I just, it's hard for me to defend him. And to Biki, I think I understand she's a bit upset. And I would be too. I would watch this dude carefully because that's shallow, that's narrow-minded. And we have not, I would say, even the, 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 the fact to say something like this seems to me not kind. And what's worse than being unkind? So I'm upset at him. I'm on Becky's camp 100%. Angie, 100%. Let me ask you a question about that because... I feel like men are very into long hair. You're very right. It's about what happens on the inside, who you are as a person on the inside. Yes. So what if she gained 100 pounds? Is it still about the person that's on the inside? Because now you look completely different the way that if you chopped all your hair off, you look very different as well. So is it still about that? The difference is uh, when it took uh, people would gain 50 or 100 pounds, you could see there is usually... A depression behind it's not like a wheel anybody i'd never heard something psychological says, yeah oh i'm gonna look so much better with 100 pounds on never so you it's a different aspect the hair thing the color the size of the hair that's old-fashioned that, that's that's, that's who, a good answer Simon. if my girlfriend feels she looks better with orange hair green hair short hair it's just hair it grows I've dated back girls that you can change like, it back Sinead o'connor the singer i've dated yes. girls you know, and and love them the same. It makes no, you're not more feminine or masculine as a woman because you got short hair or long hair, 
Or I think you're even more hair. confident if you go from long to short. That means that you are rocking it. And hey, I can pull this off. I'm going to do it. So, so that's really, a very great answer, Simon. Thank you, Ajay. But I mean it from the heart. I really uh, feel that when it comes to hair, guys should shut the hell up. Yeah. Lay and off. Rarely says that. Exactly. And trust your girlfriend. I mean, she's going to school for beauty, makeup, you know, all of that. Like she, The more beautiful she, she feels, the more also everything will be good. Together. Confidence. Confidence is beauty. Hey, of course, hey, Angie. Hey, hey, we. I love so. it. Simon? <laughs> yes. Very good advice. Thank you Thank so much. You. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We take your emails all the time at simonandangie.com. Uh, you know, mm. a lot of times it's hard for people to call into a radio show and air it all out, but... You can do it over the computer, and we will mm-hmm. talk about it. So, Simon, now it's time for us to play Date or, or dump. dump. If you have a question about dating somebody, you're kind of on the fence, should I date or dump them? Ask us. We'll let you know. This comes mm-hmm. to us from Jeremy from Louisville, Kentucky. He says, Simon, Angie, I need your help. Mm-hmm. This woman that I met is amazing, but she has two dogs, and I'm severely allergic I like her a lot, but I don't want to have to take allergy medication every time I see her. Should I date or dump her? Simon, what do you think about that? Well, Jeremy, I'm not going to judge, but I don't think you want to date her, really. I think that you emailed us that you don't want to take the allergy medicine. You like her a lot. You don't love her. You're not Mm -hmm. in love with her. The word you use, the words you use, and I don't judge. I just think you're not that into her. Because nothing stops true love, all right? No dog hair, no cat hair, no allergy. I would take every medication there was. I would be like, come stay at my house and live with me until those dogs die off. Whatever it is. Not that I ever want that, but I'm just saying. I would do whatever. Exactly. So what are you saying? So I think you have to stop. You have to dump. You have to stop dating her. Yes, Jeremy. Stop dating her. Yes, so don't waste her time. Because it's an excuse. I think so. I think that there's, I mean... Oh, not an excuse. He's just not in love with her. He's just not he's that not. into her. He's using that. He's using the dogs as an excuse. Yes. Right? Because, because he would take the medication otherwise. If he was in love. Yes. So I, I said agree. dump. And you say? I, t- I say dump as well. I take allergy medication every day. It's not that big of a deal. A lot you of us have you? allergies every single day. I'm allergic to grass, trees. To I'm your dog's hair? Everything. No, there's the only thing I'm not allergic to. <laughs> dogs, but I'm allergic to grass. I mean, grass is everywhere. How oh, do you yeah, get away yeah. from it? So cool. I take it every day. It's not that big of a deal. If he really wanted to go the extra mile, I think he would. So, Simon, uh, we're going to take some calls on this. 855-905-8255 when we come back on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, we had this mm-hmm. bonjour, Simon Mars. Or no, we had a data dump. Yes. Uh, about a guy who has a girlfriend with two dogs. He's severely allergic. He's like, I don't want to take medication every day. What should I do? So we said dump, right? Because we did. If you're pouting about that, you, you, that's an excuse. I feel if like you, if you're in love, you would never say that. So and he says he likes her a lot. He didn't say I love her. So I agree. I would wear a hazmat suit to be around the man I love if I had to. Uh, people want to call and uh, comment on this as well. Eight five five nine zero five eight two. Five five. Let's go to the phones uh, from Johnston, Iowa. Say hello to Carrie. Hey, Carrie. Hey, how you doing? Good. We are good. How's it going, Carrie? You have a comment on this topic? Yes, I do. I uh, actually have a similar experience. Um, I'm dating my boyfriend, and he happened to be allergic to cats. I had a cat, like very allergic. Um, however, 
it shouldn't be an issue in the beginning of a relationship. We just didn't come to my place. We, we stayed away. And, you know, obviously, if that relationship goes further, then that can be a topic of conversation. It seems like if this is an issue too early, then he's probably not that into her. But right. if it's an issue and, you know, he's really into her, you don't have to worry about that right now because there's sacrifices and things that you can make if it's the right person. I think that's what we were saying, and you were totally right. Like, if you are really into this person, you'll find a way, and there are other ways around it in the meantime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for your comment. No we. We mm-hmm. totally agree, Carrie. Good luck. I hope you find a man that loves your kitty cats or your <laughs> cat. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. You take care. Keep Thank you. For... <laughs> there you go. Thanks for listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. More when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. We are all about love, Bonsoir. dating relationships, romance, and our phone lines are open at 855-905-8255. If you have a comment on anything we're talking about or you need some advice or you just want to shoot the breeze with me and Simon, feel free. (laughs) And we have somebody on the line right now. Let's go to Louisville, Kentucky. Say hello to Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, how you doing there? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um... Yes, so I, I sort of I want your advice on some guys. Um, my friends think I'm like in a real a hole, um, but um, I'm single right now and uh, have been for uh, about a year now. And uh, I'm seeing um, three different married women, and uh, they uh, my friends are like I'm crazy. They think I'm like just nutty hmm. for doing this. And, you know, no one's being hurt. No one, you know, they, I know what they're doing. They know what I'm doing. You know, each one of them wants it for a different reason. And it's, uh, you know, it's going well. So, Paul. They don't know about each other, of course. But You're my most favorite caller of all time, I think, first of all. So thank you for calling, really? Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm curious. So three married women, you said they're all getting something different from it. I'm curious why, what are you getting from it? I mean, besides oh, the obvious, yes. it, but what's appealing about Back. dating married women to you? Um, I don't have to spend this much money. This one. <laughs> so, you're, so you're just saving money. Well, you're not taking like them out on dates. It's just like, like hookup. It's hookup stuff, right? It's, yeah, it is. Totally. 100%. I mean, they're all nice. Uh, I get along with them. I'm nice to them. We, you know, it's, it's pretty like here's a, one of the women, one of the women many years ago, I, I was uh, lost my, uh, I lost my virginity on Teddy Roosevelt's lawn at Sagamore Hill. That's many oh, totally. years ago out, Me uh, too. out on Long Island, yeah. many years mm-hmm. ago. And I told this to one of the married ladies and she's like, I want to make that happen again. And you and, did. Um, and we did. Yeah. It was a little awkward the second time. It was a little more forced. The first time was sort of, you know, just, Organic. This this was sort of uh, like we were making it happen, and I swear there was a car that came. They could see us on top of the hill, and so I'm curious. That sounds like a. That sounds like a. Simon, correct me if I'm wrong. If you think the same, but that sounds for that woman like there's some fantasy, there's some thrill. She's not getting at home. You said that these women are all doing it for different reasons. I'm a married woman myself, so I'm really curious about mm-hmm. what prompts somebody to seek out this kind of relationship yet still maintain their marriages. Are any of them trying to get out of their marriages, or are they all just like, hey, I'm staying married, but I want to have fun with you? What's the deal? Yeah. One of their husbands is clearly gay. 
one clearly like, okay like 100 percent gay there's no way he's not she's not getting sex from him at all okay mm-hmm. and what about the other women the other women, I, I think, I really think it's the same thing. One of them, I, th- I, I think it's coming up on a swinger thing. I think they're looking for a third party, and I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I'm involved. But does he know about you? Women. Because he would have to know about guess. you, in order. Yeah, well, they right. He would. Ha- they would have to know. They wouldn't necessarily have to know about us having a past necessarily, but they'd have to know I exist. Yes. Um, I'm not so. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm a little leery of doing that with another guy and so your friends are judging you that's the reason you called and you want to know what to do about the friend judgment right yeah i guess i should never let them know in the first place but i guess i'm a braggy idiot so well simon uh, we're gonna have to break in a second simon i want you to get started though on your uh, advice and then we're gonna have to cut for a minute you know i I just you know there's a, a saying that in france you know um not seen, not caught, which means the eyes who do not see, do not cry. If you caught, you hang. And what you just did by bragging about it is you you betray the uh, the secrecy of how this works. Uh, number one, he didn't and, name names, Simon. There was I no didn't names. Name names. Exactly. I didn't name names. And even if they hear it, it's not like they're going to be like, "Hey, right. he didn't name any names." It's, it's a small, it's a small world. It's it's social media. It's everything. You know, those things has to be if they ever happens in the total uh, secrecy, because otherwise you're going to have target on your back. I mean, there's three husbands on the other side you're playing with. So yeah, yeah. Simon, I, and I know that that's how you feel about it, and I feel the same way, but I want to know what advice you give him to deal with his friends. Let's talk about that when we come back. Can you hang on with us for a second there, Paul? Of course. All right, Paul, hang on. I mean, I don't know if you have, like, your three wives banging down the door. I just want to make sure you're available. You're a very busy man. All right, hold on one (laughs) sec, Paul. We'll come back and uh, talk about advice for you with your friends on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We got into this amazing conversation with Paul from Louisville, who's on the line with us, Simon. And he's dating three married women. We talked a little bit about that dynamic, like why are the women doing it? Why are you into it, Paul? What's in it for you? And the question was... Paul wants to know, you know, he's getting some judgment from his friends, naturally. Simon, mm-hmm. what do you think he should do when it comes to his friends and and discussing this whole dynamic? So, Paul, I think that you have to step back. You have to take it all back. You, you exaggerated everything. It was not really, you were sleeping with them, but you were flirting with them. Get the story back of what it is. To, to, to take your friends out of this this uh, situation that you're in. They should not know about it. You've, you've alluded well, now to they so do, though. It's too late you bragged. now. No, you can yeah. say you bragged, exaggerated, yeah. you know, looking back. Why? You want to take back the privacy of the situation. You're playing with fire. You, you are playing with fire and three fires, not just one. So, Ooh, that's a lot of fire. That's a lot, that's of, a fire. lot of fire. Paul, to, to, your hair to, is on fire. Your hair is on fire. The whole thing Something is on fire. Something else is probably on fire, too. I don't know, Paul. I don't know what the situation is. Something is burning. You know, unless you're in a society way more on, on the other side of the Atlantic, here, you know, you have to think like in America, do like the Americans. So to protect, to protect the whole situation, you have to take all this back. Um, I don't see any other way around. So it you're saying not... he should she, he should go forward with discretion from now on. Like if 100%. your boys, yeah, if your boys it, are poking and prodding and wanting details, like hey, maybe it, even it ended, just, it's over. Just remember, at the end, it's not going to be funny. There will be an end to that story, mm-hmm. and it will not be funny. It could be ugly or dangerous for everybody involved. 
So Simon, you have to that's be responsible. A, that's a very good point because Paul, when we were off the air, you were telling us how one of these stories could go really bad. Can you hang on and please describe what's going on with wife number three when we return? <laughs> sure. Paul's like, way to really dig in, Angie, you jerk. Thank He's you. So happy you called us. But, I, I mean, you're probably not, but you can't call up with that conversation and not let me pick at it. So, That's Paul, right. we're going to come back yeah. and uh, talk about how you might get real burned when we return on The Rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We have this amazing call on the line from Paul from Kentucky, mm-hmm. and I probably shouldn't have just said where you're from. But anyway, Paul hooking up with three married women, and we were talking about the potential to get burned. You mentioned something off the air that I have to bring right. on the air, because what happened with one of them the other day? Well, one of them is leaving as uh, as she's going to the car. I'm giving her a kiss goodnight, and, um, and she mentions that her husband is a, a cop. A cop. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, whoa, um, and that made me want her like fifty percent more. You know that? Uh, wait, that made you what, want what her did more? You say? <laughs> oh, yes, totally. That's exciting, Paul. Something is wrong. With you, you know that, like, this cop, if he finds out, can ruin your life. He can make your life real miserable, right? But it's the danger you're attracted to. Is that what the three married women thing is about? Oh, probably a little bit of both. I'm gonna tell you something, Paul. I mean, even though I'm French, but. I feel this is very destructive, the way you talk about it, because I don't hear the love. I, it, you, that, that's what you guys no do, love. though. You guys in France, it's all about like but, cheating but, and stuff. But, that's but in France, there's a rule about silence about all this. So really, you, you've broken the French rule about this. So, yeah, when you get caught, it's not a good feeling. <laughs> and you might you know, even get favorite, physically my hurt. My favorite thing about karma is that I can go outside, punch a guy in the face, and be like, what did you do to deserve that? Ah, see, you could just dish out your own karma randomly. But life right. doesn't work that way because although you're not the one that's married, the three women have an obligation to uphold their vows. One of the women are like, my marriage is better now. So, so I would, I, I would chalk it up. I would chalk it up as that. Like, hey, you know, you reignited the spark, but if you continue in the relationship— you're going past the point of no return sometimes. And there's no judgment here, but we're just saying you need to be real careful, especially when, you know, somebody's yeah. husband is a cop and you're messing Angie, around in dangerous territory. I just warn you one, Paul. I warn you about this. This is not to mess around with. But but, okay. but at all. <laughs> Let's be very serious. I, I think you've, you've heard us, Paul, so I, I hope you follow what we said. You know, it's time I, to I stop do, the uh, shenanigans, Paul. Credence. I appreciate your words. Thank you so much for calling The Rendezvous. More, Simon, when we come back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, I want to talk more about this call that we had. If you missed it, you got to listen back on the podcast, simonandangie.com. But we took a call um, from a guy who is dating not one married woman, but three married women. Mm -hmm. He's single. And he's getting all the fun out of it. And that brings me to an interesting conversation I had with a friend of mine about why people actually do that. There are certain people Mm -hmm. that will seek out married people to have a relationship with because there's none of the uh, hard work, I guess, involved with it, for lack of a better. There is some hard work, but it's it's you get all the good stuff. You get the ooh-la-la, you get the excitement, you get the fun without any of the work, the responsibility, uh, the accountability, any of those things. So, Simon, um, what do you think it is about someone that 
actively seeks out married people. Is Do you think it's the challenge? Maybe it's different for men and women. Maybe it's uh, people are noncommittal. And this is easy because, hey, they're going back to their wives or husbands. I don't have to worry about it. What do you think it is? Well, Angie, I think there's two kinds of people who go after married people. There is the one who falls in love with a married man or a married woman. And the intention you just can't resist, and maybe the married person say we haven't we haven't been intimate with my husband or wife for years, mm-hmm. and so that's you know, you know that's an situation. oops I fell into in love with somebody that happens yeah. to be married. What about the people that actively seek that out though? That really want that relationship? That well, prey on married people? Yeah, exactly. Well, so that situation would be more like I feel they're taking revenge. I think there is something where the guy or the woman, but let's say a guy who goes after repeatedly married women, one, of course, the obvious, he doesn't want to take responsibility to date and be in love and romantic, but mostly there's something negative about this because you participate against uh, the basic of what's right and wrong mm-hmm. in relationships. So mm-hmm. uh, you have to ask yourself, what do I get uh, inside myself by rottening other people's relationship and See, participate and this is, in the rottening. That's a great point, Simon, because this is sort of the disagreement I had with the person I was talking to it about. They said, well, listen, I'm not the one that made these vows. I'm not the one that promised, you know, before my family and God and church. I don't have a, why is it up to me to keep, you know, to uh, maintain their vows? And I said to them, well, that's fine. It's not your job to maintain their vows, but what about you? What about your moral responsibility? Do you feel anything in that way? Because I don't feel like you can knowledgeably have a relationship with somebody that's that deep. They have a family, they're married, whatever, and not feel kind of icky about it at the end of the day, right? Well, exactly. It would be like this, Angie. It would be like in a in a hot summer day, uh, in a dry place, somebody lights a fire. You know, those crazy people do that. And you're the witness. And you take pleasure to watch the fire grow bigger and bigger and you just feed some woods, option one. So it's the same thing. Maybe a married person is looking for, you know, revenge on her husband or something and she finds that guy, you that guy. There is the fire, the passion, and instead of walking away, you participate into that. You're like an accomplice to a crime being committed and you just sit Uh, back and watch. Exactly. So... Uh, it, it's it's your commitment to right and wrong. It's the commitment in, in what happens comes back to you in circle. We're all part of the same universe, mm-hmm. humanity and all this. So when you rot in somebody else's relationship, you rot in a part of you too. Nothing uh, good come out of this. Because you can't feel good about it at the end of the day. And I and that's uh, my you point, just can't if, if, if you're if you doing do it knowingly. Good, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you do good, you feel good. If you feel bad at the end, you feel bad. And at night, you're always wondering maybe is he going to find out? I'm going to get killed. I'm going to get punched. The whole thing turns out always very badly right because we we don't we don't at the end of the day have an obligation to uphold other people's relationships but we do have an obligation to live by our own moral code and what we believe and if you know you're at that point where you're like i don't even care then there are deeper issues i think i mean you can't Think about how it feels to be hurt if somebody were to cheat on you knowingly, the other person, even though you are uh, supposed to be mad at the person you're with, there's a part of you that still is mad at that other person only because it's like, what kind of a human being are you that you don't have this moral code? Exactly. And, and I can't be a an hypocrite and forget the French have this way of life. 
But that's an understood. That's an understood. It's understood. It's it's a culturally and historically understanding in France. It doesn't exist in America. In America, live like Americans. So right, but that's a different situation. Everybody is in agreement in that situation here. It's different. It's 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 a deception. It's a deception. Right. It's a betrayal of what's right and wrong. Woo! That was a great call, though. (laughs) Yeah, it was. What a story. I love calls like that. Please keep them coming. Yes. 855-905-8255. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Such an amazing show tonight, Simon. If you missed anything, maybe you're Mm -hmm. just tuning in. Uh, We talked about things you won't compromise on in relationships. We were talking about jealousy. We're talking about people that actively also seek out married people to have relationships with. And there are people that do that. I mean, it's very attractive to some people to say, hey, they have a ring. They've already been pre-approved, pre-screened, their marriage material. I want that. I want to have a relationship with that. But you had a great point, Simon, about interfering on other married people in relationship people in their relationship. Thanks, Angie. I said if you hurt somebody else's relationship, you're hurting yourself too. Yeah. Meaning exactly. So it's to to remember when if you know somebody is laughing or thinking he has the perfect role because he didn't say yes or no. But at the end, we're all part of the same humanity, the same you know city, the same place, and don't hurt anybody else's relationship. You carry that scar too. You, right. you will and carry it, that forever. As much so, as you think you just have the fun of it, you get the ooh la la. You don't have the responsibility. You're gonna feel that at some point. You're gonna feel that pain and that ickiness from it. Yeah, and because if you do good, you feel good. If you feel bad, right. at the end, you will feel bad. Exactly. Great so. point, Simon. If you missed that conversation, you have to check it out at simonandangie.com. You can email us from there. Check all our podcasts on there. Also see Simon on In Bed with Simon. Mm-hmm. On FYI, and my newest episodes are coming. If you missed the past one, uh, go see simonenergy.com it's about 17 now episodes or a bit more don't miss it, it. I it's mean, Simon this- giving relationship advice in public on a bed in a mall and people basically asking some of the same kind of questions we do here on the rendezvous and real life advice yeah. real real time you know it real time so simonenergy.com yes thank you for listening to the rendezvous we will be back with you tomorrow bonne nuit Angie bonne nuit The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.